This is episode number 137 of the Paleo Women Podcast. Welcome to the Paleo Women Podcast. I'm your co-host, Noelle Tarr, a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. And with me is my partner in crime, Stephanie Ruper, author of the best-selling book, Sexy by Nature. This show is the place to be if you're a fan of moderately amusing banter and uninhibited real talk relating to health, nutrition, fitness, body image, and just about everything in between. While hanging out with us, please remember the information on this podcast is intended to provide helpful and informative material and should not be used in place of medical advice or treatment. Now, let's have some fun. Hey, man. Yo. What is going on with you? So you're back in the U of K. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to turn it into uh, yes. United States-ish. I, How, how's the kingdom over there? The kingdom. Um, I think they're doing <laughs> fine. I hear Kate's going to have another baby. <laughs> I saw I just saw that. That's for everybody who's interested um, in the royal drama. It's actually kind of cool. I like being here. Now that I'm here, I like I do kind of keep up with the royal family, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I arrived back in England yesterday. And it's really funny, but I feel like I feel better here than I ever have in Oxford. And it's obviously, of course, because I'm planning on leaving, right? Really? <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I love it here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure. I've got this beautiful little studio in the middle of the Thames River. Um, it's actually in the middle of the river. It's a little island and, um, it's really sweet. Although, unfortunately, I'm, if I stop talking, especially you'll be able to hear it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> this repetitive banging sound. They can, they started construction on the bridge to this island, uh, like right before I arrived. And of course they're planning on continuing it for the two months that I'm staying here, which is like, of course, right. That's my life. I'm only like, I only had to take out a mortgage to pay rent on this place. And uh, so I Google it today. I'm like, how long is this going to last? And the city council had, you know, informed the public that the construction um, has to occur in the months of September and early October uh, due to the seasonal habits of the bats who, who live on the bridge <laughs> so uh yeah, so the bats and i are apparently like you know uh, on opposite schedules for our uh, residency habits in oxford and that's why we have a, um, a bit of a banging sound today um i will try to mute it as much as i can it's really Everybody. it's not it's not all that bad okay it's super loud for me yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> It's not all that bad. It's funny because we used to be like, try to always have the perfect conditions. <laughs> so baby, everybody. And no, now I you're like, I have whatever. this, you're, I have this really loud baggie. It hasn't stopped. I'm like, no, I don't care. Let's go <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I have a very small window. Um, it was like, while you're in the States, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't have my mic. I'm like, who cares? Uh, what? <laughs> Before I was no, like, I used to be like so OCD about my mic. I was, everybody, I was. Yeah. She's like, "Where's your mic?" <laughs> you sound <laughs> terrible. We're not recording right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of baby changes, <laughs> so many. Uh, in the middle of the night last night, I get a message from Noelle on Skype that's like, "Where do you go clothes shopping now?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was so like, let, what me is let, let me explain this to I've you. I've never. She never asked me a question like that before. Okay. And it was in the middle of the night. <laughs> I, okay, look. I I love you to death. But when we first met, your style was like, oh, I sh- I got this at a secondhand store. You know, you were kind of like proud that you had like, you got your clothes, to, you know, from a secondhand store. And that was not, that's not a bad thing. But it wasn't yes. like, you didn't have this like high-end kind of look to you. And so I'm <laughs> On Facebook, um, the, all these pictures came through, and you have this killer dress on. It looked fantastic. And I was like, that is the coolest, like, that is a great dress. It looks great on her. So then I started going through the things, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that top, those jeans. Like, I literally, I was, like, saying this to myself as I'm scrolling through, you know, like, while I'm laying in with my child trying to get her to sleep. 
And I'm looking at him sliding through them on my phone. And I'm like, what has happened to her? Like, she has blossomed into this, like, high fashion queen. And I I said, like, where where do you get your clothes from? And, of course, all the places you listed, I'm like, what? Because they're all from the UK, but... Your shoes are always on point now, and now you have this, like, yeah. great look I you. Yeah, I have another confession to make. Oh, gosh. I now have a bag. Like a purse? Yeah. Oh, this is my first it. purse in my entire life. Oh, I know. my gosh. And it's, get this, magenta. <laughs> I know. It could and not. And I love it. When are I, you like, kidding I, when me? I, I went to the... Yeah, when I went to the airport, I like put it in my suitcase and I felt like empty because I didn't have it with me because I love my purse so much. Oh um, my gosh, I cannot believe it's magenta. I, folks, this, we are in a new era. I, Steph, when we were trying to figure out colors for the podcast, I was trying to do like the pink and the black thing, but like I wanted to be like a cool pink, and Steph was like, I hate pink. Like you were just so. <laughs> Everything I wear now is everything I, I wear now pink. is pink. Okay, wait. I can actually comment on these changes. A couple of things happened. Um, first, I came to realize that, like, okay. Well, first, I did stop doing all of my shopping in thrift stores. Although I do think that that's a very ethical thing to do, and I'm all about it. Um, I came to appreciate, like, uh. Okay, so my squeeze in Boston, my yes. primary squeeze. Um, he really likes, he almost always wears a suit. <laughs> almost nice. always. You know, like laying around the house and stuff. And for him, like clothing is about sort of dressing up for the world and the people around you. And I started thinking about that a lot, you know, and what I was trying to say with my clothing. And I used to dress like pretty angry, you know, like a lot of black and a lot of leather, <laughs> you know, um, biker yeah. gloves. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, angry boots, you know, and yes. um, partially and then, you know, meeting him softened my cynicism, you know, and made me feel less bitter and lonely and angry. And so I felt like a slightly more, you know positive and loving person and so I moved away from like the angry black and I also decided to like sort of embrace this idea of um I don't know like showing some sort of kindness with the way that I dress so I wear a lot of floral dresses now you know Noelle saw one on Facebook but I have you know five and uh, (laughs) a lot of a lot of pink and white you know that's uh yeah, we Noelle and we need to like go back and do new uh, photo shoots now. I know we really do. The problem the new me. is so the new me, the new me, me Noelle me is like the exact opposite. I look more homeless and don't wear makeup and never do my hair, and I hate that. Believe me, I hate that. But like, I because I like that. I like getting dressed up. I like I love genuinely love clothes and fashion and doing my hair and makeup and all the stuff. But um, I haven't done that in i don't know how long so yeah well i don't know i think you can like look positive and kind of loving without having to look like super put together you know i'm not wearing makeup right now yeah but Uh, i mean i look rough (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna lie i literally i like we we stopped by my husband's work because we were in the city uh, to show off stella to some of his coworkers and there was he works with a lot of people and I was thinking we were just gonna slide in real quick and meet like one person and everybody swarmed us and I was like, Oh crap. And so we walked out and I'm like, Can I look terrible? I have I look like a homeless person right now and he was like, No, you don't know, you look fine. And I'm like it or he goes, That doesn't matter and I'm like, But it matters to me, you know, like and he was like, Okay, I get it, like I'm sorry. Because he he wanted to like go in there and show her off, but I was like, uh, hesitant. So it's like I'm okay with it, but at the same time but then I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't showered in two days. I'm wearing the same black Lululemon pants that I <laughs> have been for the past three weeks and yeah, my boobs are huge and they're like in a ill fitting sports bra, nursing bra. <laughs> I'm serious. This is my life. <laughs> and okay. I think, and I didn't want it to be that way, but like, this is the way, like, I'm in survival mode right now. So, I yeah, that's perfect. Priorities, I know. You know, I know, I know. It is. It's really, it's true. 
was just complaining to Stephanie about all the issues. I'll try to keep the complaining to a minimum. Like, I'll try to spread it out, you know, not so I'm just not, like, talking about <laughs> how terrible things are. Just make it, like, topically relevant, you know, yes. just turn it into a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do need everybody's help on one thing, and I'm going to just say one thing. I am housebound because I put my child in the car seat, and she literally screams, like, screams to the point where I've never heard a scream before screams and looks so terribly uncomfortable and we have had major issues with this and so we've even bought different car seats and nothing has worked she still screams and i can't tell if it's just because she's like in pain which by the way car seats look terrible for children like i want her to be in that thing as little as possible like forces them to like kind of sit up and like their spines rounded and it just looks terrible um so I, i mean that could be part of it but I don't know if she's bored. I don't I don't know what the deal is, but you put her in that thing and she just at, like is out of control. And to the point where my husband and I tried to test it out. We we're like, "Okay, let's see if she does it on the highway." And so we went on the highway and it just was terrible and he like it was about 30 minutes, I guess, until we were home and he had to stop and pull over because it was just he could not concentrate cuz she was screaming so loud. It's not like a like cry. It's like an absolute bloody murder scream. And so I don't go anywhere anymore. And I've tried a convertible car seat. I had the bucket seat. Now I've tried a convertible car seat. And I just, at this point, I am like stumped as to what to do. And I don't go anywhere. So if you have any insight on what to do with the child that screams in the car seat or when this is going to resolve, that'd be great because we do have to travel, you know, for things in the future. Um, And I'm terrified. Please help me. Hey, you can comment on our Instagram post or my Instagram post of this um episode or you can email us at paleowomenpodcast at gmail.com but i would greatly appreciate all of the community's help on this one i am just at a loss <laughs> come together community so that's my that's my prob of the week okay. hey how's the acne program g- coming you're so nice for asking <laughs> i love it so much yay um yeah i just finished working through the cover designs which is pretty cool um hint there is a lock and it is unlocked <laughs> Great. <laughs> Is that a little heavy-handed? I don't know. No. Um, I'm super excited. The launch has already happened. I'm assuming it went super well. Um, <laughs> it has. It has been a week. There is a possibility, possibility, that I um, will have decided by the time this airs to um, <clears throat> to open up the. discount again Uh, specifically in part because I know that you know I only started telling y'all about it last week and so I want the people who listen to the podcast and who don't like follow the insta and the stuff um, to be able to uh, get in on that too so um, you can go to paleofroman.com or clearskinunlocked.com read all about it Um, it's basically a, a giant you know it's a 89 page ebook that shares literally everything I know about acne you know and there's uh, I managed to in I think a more effective way than I've uh, done previously like provide practical action steps and like a plan like here are the things to do it's really hard for me to do that because I'm such like a you know philosophy major (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I you know I I try to do that too so yeah it's great I'm really stoked thank you for asking love yay I can't wait to see it although it's out now as we speak (laughs) (laughs) um hey one last announcement I'm really super excited we have a totally new supporter of the podcast kettle and fire bone broth I may have talked about them before because they've kind of saved my life um, this past few months, as you all know, has been quite a crazy postpartum time. But at about like four weeks postpartum, I developed a terrible, terrible cold that I just could not shake. And when we recorded at like seven or eight weeks postpartum, I it, I still was like hacking and coughing. And Stephanie and I had to stop recording and I had to like hack. You all did not hear that, but that happened. Um and so I really, I just have never been sick longer than like a week in my life. So I could not stop coughing, which was disrupting my sleep. And then it would wake Stella up and it was just a nightmare. And so um, 
the last thing I really wanted to do, like I, I knew all the things I needed to be doing, which was sleeping more, obviously, and, you know, taking care of my body, doing nutri- eating, drinking bone broth, eating nutrient-dense foods, that sort of thing. And I just could not, I did not have the time to do it. So, um, and I didn't even have any bones in my freezer, so I couldn't have made it if I wanted to. So I had some bone broth sent to me. It's kettle and fire bone broth. And I immediately started drinking it in the morning. It was awesome because I'm not drinking caffeine right now. So I would have a, cu- a cup of the bone broth in the morning. It was so easy to make, which is my favorite part, but it really helped soothe my throat. Um, because obviously, if, if people don't know, I think we've, we've really talked about this before, but Steph and I highly recommend regular consumption of bone broth because it's packed with collagen and amino acids and important minerals. And it really helps to boost immune function and restore the function of the gut. So it's one of those things. Collagen is so important and it's uh, really crucial for um, restoring gut function. So if you are having issues with gut function, function or you're sick or you're run down, especially as we go into these kind of cold, you know, flu winter months, um, regularly drinking bone broth bone broth can really, really help. So I knew I needed to be drinking it. I got the kettle on fire uh, bone broth sent to me, which it was so helpful. Um, And I was able to kind of shake it along with a few other things. Like I took high doses of vitamin C and um, took some, (laughs) took my Paleo Valley organ complex, the, uh, you know, the organ meats, the desiccated organ meats, but really drinking that bone broth really helped soothe my throat. Um, it was super easy to make. So kettle on fire bone broth is shelf stable, which is sort of, you know, a game changer for me. You, it comes in these little cartons and it's just super easy to open. You don't need any special tools or anything like that. And you just literally heat it up on the stove or heat it up in the microwave, whatever you want to do and um, drink it like that. So it's easy to make. It stores, I think it's uh, shelf stable. They set up to two years. So it frees up room in your freezer and it is really, really high quality bone broth. So the company, Kettle and Fire, they use really high collagen content bones, which are sometimes hard to find. Like I've had a hard time finding that. So my my bone broth that I make when I have the time to make it is not gelatinous at all. Um, but they really use the highest collagen content bones and um, organic vegetables and herbs. And they simmer it for 12, uh, I'm sorry, 20 plus hours. Um, so they definitely don't cut corners at all, which is awesome. So it's very high quality, nutrient dense, organic vegetables and spices, um, high collagen content, so easy to open, so easy to make. I don't know why I'm harping on this open thing, but I I don't know, like sometimes it's really hard to open cans or cartons. And so it's just super easy to get going. And because it's shelf stable, um, it's really easy to travel with. So if you're, um, if you struggle with like getting run down, which I do, um, kind of like maybe getting phlegm in your throat or getting a little sick when you travel, uh, take a few cartons of bone broth with you and make it and drink that. Um, so Kettle and Fire, super excited. They're supporting the podcast this month. They uh, have a special offer. Um, if you go to coconutsandkettlebells.com slash kettle and fire, so it's all written out, kettle and fire. Um, there's some really cool packages that they have discounts based on how many you purchase, but basically you can get about 25% off with a single purchase, um, plus free shipping. So again, coconutsandkettlebells.com slash kettle and fire. I love it. I drink it every morning instead of coffee, nice, nice warm cup of bone broth. And, um, I think it's great and I think everybody will love it. And especially busy moms, uh, busy singles who are, you know, working long hours or getting their PhD. Um, it's it's fantastic. Highly recommend it. And I'm super excited to have them um, supporting the podcast. So coconutskettleballs.com slash kettle and fire. Very excited. Um, Stephanie, are you ready to get into the questions for today? Yeah, but I was I was I was having a lot of fun. I'm yes. ready. What, what was I, I enjoy I enjoy holding the space of your complaining, you know. <laughs> was I was I complaining more and there? talking about myself? Oh. Yeah, let's please <laughs> let's 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 talk about some other people. Wonderful. We have a brand new offer from Paleo Valley to share with you that we are incredibly excited about. Paleo Valley not only offers grass-fed organ complex, a gently freeze-dried organ supplement in pill form that contains beef, liver, heart, brain, and kidney, they also offer high-quality snacks and collagen supplements on their website. Now, when you use the promotion code PaleoWomen at checkout, you'll get 30% off your entire order. 
You can try their grass-fed beef sticks, which are made from 100% grass-fed beef, preserved through a natural fermentation process that gives probiotics to the sticks, or their superfood bar, which is made with grass-fed collagen. To take advantage of this special deal, simply go to paleovalley.com and use the code paleowomen, all one word, no spaces, at checkout. Again, that's paleovalley.com. You can check the show notes for more information. Question number one is from Alyssa. Hi, Steph and Noelle. I have a question that I've been thinking about a lot lately and think you two are the most perfect people to potentially provide me with answers slash options as, as it relates to two things you know a lot about. I'm 10 weeks pregnant and have had PCOS my entire life. I was diagnosed at a very young age, 14, and was on birth control until I was 21. I am now 25, have been off birth control for over two years, and have had absolutely no problem getting pregnant. This is thanks to you, paleo, and living a natural lifestyle without medicinal intervention. I think she means medical or medicinal. I was actually a huge surprise. It was actually a huge surprise because we were not trying. My question is this. Do you think that after pregnancy, your body has a kind of, in quotations, hormonal reset? By this, I mean, is it possible that after I have my baby, I will no longer have PCOS because my hormones will go back to normal? What are your thoughts on this? Also, post-pregnancy, do you think doing a Whole30 to assist with this reset would be beneficial? This is all just a theory of mine, something I've been thinking about a lot. I'd really love to hear your opinions. Thanks. So, uh, Noelle and I have actually talked about this a bit and I think both done a fair bit of research on this topic and similar topics. There's a lot of talk out there in the world about hormonal resets. You know, the there's a little bit of chatter about it on pregnancy and there's quite a bit of chatter about it regarding birth control, you know, and will my will there be a hormonal reset after birth control? And Doctors tend to believe, I think, reasonably often that the answer to the birth control question is yes, or probably or possibly, let's try it. It's less common for doctors to be like, you know what, you need a hormonal reset, let's try pregnancy. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. Um, Unfortunately, there's not like, there's not any good, hard science out there that I know of, that studies women's hormone levels and how to modulate them after pregnancy. You know, there is science out there to demonstrate that by and large, generally speaking, women's hormones return to normal-ish, you know, return to similar states to to what they were. Um, But there are always anomalies, you know, even in studies that show like the most, sorry, a goose just landed on my window. I got a little distracted. A goose? Uh, yeah, like the, my, and I have a little like shelf, and a goose was like flapping, by, <laughs> just flapping, oh, flapping in my face. So London. Yeah, uh, Oxford. Oh, um, you're in Oxford. Whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> goose. Uh, so this question about pregnancy, uh, it's possible. I think that there are definitely changes, you know, that we see a movement in um, negative directions, you know, sometimes where women have a hard time getting their hormones to go back to normal. And we do also see some movement where women like normalize really well. And so I we couldn't save I couldn't save you one way or another. What would happen? It seems to me, you know, we don't know much about your PCOS, you were diagnosed when you were 14. My guess, just is simply a guess, I have no data to go off of, is that this was what I would call type 1 PCOS, you know, sort of associated with mild to moderate insulin resistance. Um, and therefore, probably some like slightly elevated testosterone levels, maybe some like imbalance, probably some imbalance between LH and FSH. Um, those things are possible you know I'm curious what your hormone situation was like when you came off the birth control pill Um, you said you've been off of it for two years I'm curious if you fell into similar PCOS patterns if you had similar symptoms Um, (laughs) because it's possible maybe you had some sort of reset while on the pill you know and maybe doing paleo in the intervening time has helped you reset as well and so yes after pregnancy I find it quite possible that given that you've um, 
you know, been working hard at the paleo thing. Um, and if you had um, experienced some sort of improvement in the last two years, then yeah, maybe you will continue to see some improvement. I don't know if the pregnancy in and of itself would be the cause of that. Um, but I don't think that it will necessarily, I don't think it will hurt it. Um, I don't know much about, I don't know anything about your hormone situation, you know, what your estrogen and progesterone levels are like, um, you know, how regular your menstrual cycle is. So yeah, I could keep talking in vague generalities, but I think generally speaking, I would say like, yeah, possibly doing a whole 30. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's probably important if it is in fact like a slightly insulin resistant type PCOS that you're dealing with, um, something whole 30 esque is, you know, pretty good. I think, Focusing on gut healing is is primary. Focusing on things you include, you know, maybe some uh, bone broth like we were just discussing. We have links in the show notes. Um, <laughs> we do. Plug, 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 <laughs> plug. Um, but I mean it, you know, um, some bone broth, some fermented foods, that sort of thing could really help, you know, with the insulin sensitivity and some hormone balance, making sure you get plenty of healthy carbs and healthy fats. Um, I know the Whole30 doesn't isn't always the hugest advocate of uh, carbohydrates, but they have embraced potatoes you know, <laughs> yes. as of the last few years. Yeah. So far as I know. So, um, yeah, I I think you know focusing on eating stuff that can be nourishing and excluding things that may be problematic. I I think that that could you know, I think that could definitely help. Um, leafy greens will help your, you know, liver balance hormones as much as possible. Uh, I wouldn't sweat it, you know, give yourself some time after pregnancy. Uh, there's a lot going on. So I, I wouldn't panic, you know, and I wouldn't leap into trying different supplement, you know, supplement strategies right away. I would just sort of like sit it out, give it, you know, I don't know how long, no, well, like a year. <laughs> uh, as much as possible, as much as you need. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm wondering, like, I kind of have the same questions. I would love to have known what your status was before you got pregnant. I think after you came off the pill and because things can kind of normalize and you got pregnant right away, I'm wondering if maybe some of those issues resolved. You know, Stephanie had PCOS as well, and that resolved. It's not like something she has had her entire life. You know, it's not something she's gonna have to deal with her entire life. She knows that that can manifest in a specific way under certain conditions. Um, but I think for you, it might have might have kind of resolved. Um, it seems like it has, although we don't know that. So, you know, of course, if you have Stephanie's PCOS Unlocked program, you would know, you know, what are the three things you need to get diagnosed? What are the different types? Um, and so it might be worth exploring that post-pregnancy, um, seeing if you do have cysts on your ovaries and seeing, you know, it, whatever was used when you were younger, um, I think you said you're 14, to diagnose you if those things still exist. And so it might be worth, it, you know, exploring that. Um, you know, postpartum is a really difficult time. You have these great, wonderful hormones uh, during pregnancy, and then they crash, and your estrogen and your progesterone just drops right after your placenta is delivered. And, um, you know, after that placenta is delivered, you, you do have, you know, your thyroid, thyroid hormone levels drop as well as cortisol. So there's a lot going on. Not to mention you have this child that is demanding a lot of time for, from you. And so I would postpartum really just focus on nourishing and taking care of yourself, not necessarily trying to do a rigid and strict protocol like the Whole30. I'd really just focus on eating nutrient-dense food, supporting yourself with um, a, a really good high-quality probiotic, some vitamin D, keep taking your prenatal, um, The take, you know, if you can't eat some organ meats, make sure you take that Paleo Valley organ complex, make sure you're drinking bone broth, um, kettle and fire, of course, make sure you're taking vitamin C. I like Pure Synergy, which is like a whole food supplement, um, but all that kind of stuff just going to boost your immune system because you are going to be run down. Um, and you are going to be tired. Uh, and so you just want to just take in as much nutrients as possible because your kid is going to take, if you're going to be breastfeeding, your kid's going to take all of it from you. And so uh, you really want to be taking care of yourself, eating as much as possible, eating enough calories, um, eating, you know, nutrient-dense foods, good sources of carbohydrate. When you start to kind of come out of that 
place of like, okay, I can cook. I'm kind of, you know, shifting back into my normal schedule. I feel like I have headspace again. I would recommend taking out, you know, maybe just eating more strict paleo for a little bit. So if you were had, if you had let dairy in, if you had let gluten in, making sure that you remove those um, and keep those out of your diet. I mean, those are kind of the two big ones. Um, you know, a whole 30 is great. And I think a lot of people respond well to that, but some people don't. And so I don't like, it's not something I would ever personally do because I don't respond all that well to it. I know my tendencies, which is I'm a perfectionist. And if I don't do it exactly according to plan, I kind of just feel like, why did I do this? And oh, I'm a failure. And I, I get way over like, I harp way too much on the rules. And I think that the whole 30, I'll say it, I don't care. Um, you know, I, I think it's great. But I think there are a lot of quote unquote rules in there that aren't necessary for health right? So like avoiding cacao powder and avoiding dried fruit. And again, maybe something's different. Maybe they've changed that. But um, there are certain things in there that are really for, I think more so for a different type of person, you know, like maybe somebody who doesn't have any previous issues, um, mentally and emotionally surrounding food. But I think for a lot of women, there are some other key foods that you can remove to find out how your body responds. And you don't have to be so hyper focused on all these tiny, tiny little things like vanilla, I think vanilla extract isn't, you know, allowed. Um, little things like that, you know, like we're we're just, Steph and I are more focused on the big picture things. What are going to make the biggest difference and taking out some of those high allergenic foods is going to make a huge difference. So if that's kind of was at the root of, of maybe causing this hormonal disruption, that's what I would focus on. Maybe taking out the gluten and the dairy and vegetable oils and reducing refined sugars. Um your body will always be inclined to exist in the state in this state when it's under stress. So it's not to say that PCOS is just gone forever from your life. Um, but it sounds like you've really been working on the root cause. So I think that it's very possible that your hormones will be better regulated after pregnancy. So good for you and congrats and um, yay babies. Yay babies. Yay babies. Question number two is from Cassandra. Hey ladies, I just have a quick question for you. A few weeks ago, you ladies answered a question about how to get a first pull-up. My question is similar. How do you work up to your first sit-up? I've always had a weaker core and really want to have a stronger trunk as my current strength goal. What are some ways I can start strengthening my core? Explained in the same type of progression as you outlined getting your first pull-up. Can't wait to hear what you have to offer. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I will take the ball. Um, so I, so great. So first of all, let me just plug my program, Strong From Home. Hey, that that that. I have a program that's um, designed specifically for these questions, these type of questions, to help you progress to getting stronger. How to do this from home? It's it's a whole comprehensive online program, right? And so I have videos that show you how to do all these different exercises. I'm going to tell you how to do a few, but it's it's hard, It's very hard <laughs> to talk um, and help you visualize this over the uh, over the air. Um, so I do have Strong From Home is a great program. If it's something that you're financially able to invest in um, in the upcoming months, I'll link to it in the show notes. But it's a very comprehensive program, shows you how to do, you know, has programs in there. Tells, talks about mindset and of course has a whole video library that shows you how to do video um uh, how to do a lot of these movements and the, the ones that i'm specifically going to talk about today okay so i um actually would stop you and say let's not worry about getting your first sit up i think that that will come but you don't need to do sit-ups in general to have a strong core one of the pro i don't ever do sit-ups personally i don't program it into any of my Me neither. <laughs> yay I don't have it as a programmed movement in any of the workouts in strong from home and any of the programs um, it's not in my workout library so what crunches do is they predominantly work a single muscle group that's the rectus abdominis this is what we all kind of look at and think of as core but it's actually not it's it's part of the core but it's it's like one-fifth of the core um, and so if you think about it if you're just worrying about sit-ups or you're just doing sit-ups, say like, okay, let's do core after, you know, whatever. And this is what I used to do in college is like, let's do core after, you know, whatever. We do cardio. And it was just like sit-ups um, or any sort of variation of laying on your back, doing something where you're working your rectus abdominis. That's really working one side of the core. So the other of the entire rest of the body, including the base of the body, the pelvic floor, is not being engaged. And when you only work one side... 
of the core. This can lead to dysfunction and imbalances. And so when a certain specific muscle group becomes really tight and overactive and shredded, um, you know, that can cause opposing muscles to become weak and underactive. So, you know, really focusing on the rectus abdominis can really lead to weaknesses in the back in particular. So your core is an entire thing. It's, it's, it's all like, think of it as entirely your entire torso and the base of your torso. So the base of your torso, you have these pelvic floor muscles, which kind of hold your um, organs up. Really important, <laughs> very important thing. Um, so your pelvic floor, kind of of a bowl sitting at the bottom of your pelvis. Um, you have your rectus spinae, which is stabilizes your spine. You have muscles associated with your back, of course. Um, you have your oblique, so on the side, and then of course you have your abdominal muscles, and so and your glutes. Your glutes are kind of uh, stabilize your pelvis as well, and so. To focus on core strength, if that's a goal of yours, um, I do have a couple different movements. The first, I, I, and this is, I have three, because he asked for three. Um, but the first is a one-arm half-kneeling row. Okay, so that sounds kind of complicated. But all you're going to do is, like, get down in a kneeling position, like like somebody's proposing to you. Um, you get down on an, in, like, a half-kneeling. So one knee down, one knee up. And you have a band attached to, I don't know, like a post or a wall at the height that is your shoulder. So that when your arm is fully extended, you're holding onto this band and it's straight in front of you. And then you're just going to grab onto that band with your arm fully extended, move far enough away from that wherever it's attached so that there is tension in the band. And you're just going to pull that band. So like a row, I think most people know what a row is. You're just going to pull that band closer to you so that it's your wrist is maybe right in front of your chest and then and extend it back out. And so in that position, your entire core is being engaged. You're having to stabilize your body and keep it in position um, while doing that movement. The second one is something called the Poloff Press, which a lot of people don't necessarily know about or do. But again, I put this all throughout Strong From Home and I do have very specific just like core workouts. Um, but the Poloff Press is cool. It's another band movement um, and bands are great for all types of uh, levels, um, experience levels, but just the same, same thing. You would, you can do polyp presses, standing, kneeling, half kneeling, whatever. Um, but say you're standing, well, let's just say you're kneeling because it's the same thing. So let's just get into a half kneeling position or, um, uh, not, a sorry, not a one leg, but like a complete, so just get down on your knees. So you're just kneeling and you're going to have that, um, band again, attached to something like a post or a beam and you're actually going to sit or position your body so that it's parallel with the band. So instead of looking at the band where it's attached, your shoulder is going to be so sort of in line with that attachment. And so you're going to hold that band right in front of your chest with both hands and press it out and move away from the wall again so that it, there's tension in the band. Press it out directly in front of you and bring it right back to, in front of your chest. And so that as you're, if you can imagine, as you're pressing that band straight, like away from your body and you're extending your arms, you're really having to stabilize your core and keep your body, you know, nice and, and stabilized as you're pressing that weight, that tension away from your body. So again, you can do that standing, you can do that kneeling, you can do a lot of different variations of that. Um, and then the last one is just a weighted squat. So squats are great for engaging the entire core and specifically when you have weight. So you don't have to do some sort of like, you don't have to take a barbell and put a bunch of weight on it, sit it on your back and do squats. You can just go get a pair of dumbbells, which is what I do a lot in strong from home one of i only use kettlebells and dumbbells and bands in the entire program and so you can just get a set of dumbbells and you just rack it in front of you so that they're um at your chest height and um one in each hand and you just squat <laughs> just squat um and you can start very light then you'll notice you know I always, I, I teach people a lot in Strong From Home about proper positioning and how to progress to doing a squat properly and how to modify it and, and progressions of squats because a lot of people do squats and don't do them correctly and so they just, it just leads to more imbalances and pro knee problems and back problems. So um, make sure, of course, you're doing it properly. So maybe it, for you, it would be working on a bodyweight squat first, um, working on mobility so that you can get a, do a, pro a, a proper squat but then, you know, once you can work up to that and you have a really great squat going on, you just 
hold two dumbbells in front of you and and do some squats. And so that, and of course, while you're doing the squat, you're thinking about engaging your core. And as you come out of that squat, I have mental cues for people to think about, but one of them is to really, I love um, having people blow their breath out as they stand up. So if you were kind of to take a deep breath in and then at the bottom of the squat, you kind of go and like force that air out. What you're doing is creating tension, immediate tension in your core and in in the entire core, not just your abs or something like that. And so I have people, you know, think about blowing that breath out, creating tension in the core and really thinking about engaging the glutes to drive the hips open. So mentally, you know, You've got to think about this stuff while you're doing it. You can't just let your body kind of do the work. You have to mentally engage and focus on, again, proper form, slightly pressing your knees out or, or spreading the floor with your feet is like what I say to keep those knees tracking directly over the toes um, so they don't cave inward. Um, and then once you get the bottom, blow that breath out as you stand up and really use your glutes. And so, again, for kind of all those three movements, um, kind of I would consider that to be a slight progression. But it um, all those movements are really going to work core strength and specifically, you know, the glutes, the pelvic floor, all those things. Um, so there's lots of other movements. You know, the glute bridge is a great one. Um, and I do have a couple other band movements that are great for core stuff. But yeah, strongfromhome.com. You can I do have videos and stuff. I don't I don't have any videos that are available um, on my website of any of those, but you could Google search them. And hopefully find some good explanations on the Poloff press, the one arm half kneeling row, and just a weighted squat, like a front squat with a pair of dumbbells. So don't need to do no crunches. And uh, eventually you'll build up to doing your first sit up. Um, That'll happen. But you don't need to do sit ups to to be able to do a sit up. And I wouldn't recommend it because, again, it puts your back in a very vulnerable position. You're not working your back. And a lot of people like round round their upper back and their lower back to try to get themselves up. And you just never want to put your back in a compromised position like that ever. Um, I don't care what it's doing on the other side. So, yeah. Cool. This podcast is supported by Kettle and Fire. If you haven't yet, make sure to go to coconutsandkettlebells.com slash kettleandfire to take advantage of a special offer exclusive for our community, 25% off a single purchase plus free shipping, which is an amazing deal and it's great to stock up on all of the Kettle and Fire bone broth. Kettle and Fire bone broth is packed with critical vitamins and amino acids and collagen that can only come from animal bones and connective tissues. They combine the highest collagen content bones with organic vegetables and herbs to make their bone broth, and it's simmered for 20 plus hours so they don't cut corners. I personally drink Kettle and Fire bone broth daily, and it's been so crucial for me in this crazy postpartum period to support my gut health and my immune system. The bone broth comes in individual cartons, which are super easy to open and are shelf stable. This means it's great to travel with. I always take a carton or two with me wherever I go, and it frees up extra room in your freezer. If you can't tell, I'm over the moon about kettle and fire bone broth. It tastes great, and it's great for you. So go to coconutsandkettlebells.com slash kettleandfire to order yours today, or check the show notes for more information. Cool. Question number three is from Julie. Hello, I'm a listener from Norway who loves your podcast. I've been struggling with eating disorders, anorexia and bulimia for almost 10 years. And your podcast inspires me to recover. Oh, your your podcast inspired me to recover fully from this. Now that I have seen consequences of under eating and over exercising on hormonal balance, I'm motivated to take better care of my body and I really want to get pregnant. I've had some symptoms of PCOS. Uh, regular periods, some ovarian cysts, skin breakouts, slightly more hair growth, but my doctor says the critical hormones were in the normal range, and my gynecologist said my ovaries didn't look fully polycystic. However, I tracked my temperature and cervical mucus, and I seem to be ovulating, but my luteal phase is no longer than four to five days. Therefore, I suspect my progesterone level is way too low. I lost my period completely when I became anorexic, and then I started with birth control pills. I have been off the pill for over a year now. I have been in a healthy range BMI for almost seven years, but I have been over-exercising and restricting calories. I do not have a low body fat today, but I still have bulimic episodes once a month, and I have been over-exercising and or under-eating the last year. I was unfortunately triggered by a 20-pound weight gain over six months as a side effect from antidepressants. These six months were really 
not healthy because I overate and overexercised. Um, I've only lost eight pounds of these, but I've also gained some muscle mass by intense strength training four times a week combined with calorie deficiency. Went to the doctor because of my irregular periods. I was not, I was recommended not to lose more weight since March. I've eaten enough calories um, and cut back on intense exercise. However, I still find it really stressful to accept my body at this size. I get easily stressed and I have to take medications in order to sleep for about four years. I suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder and I tried to cope with this by running every day. This resulted in chronic fatigue for almost two years. I have fully recovered from these conditions with the help of several therapists. Today, I focus on stress reduction, but I find it hard because I'm anxious by nature. Girl, I feel ya. My questions are, are all kinds of stress harmful? Do I need to stress about getting easily stressed out? <laughs> this is the million dollar question. Um, I deal with this every day. Is it possible to lose weight in a healthy manner? For instance, by 300 calorie deficit. Uh, I just bought Stephanie Ruper's program, PCOS Unlocked, and found it really useful. I now understand Ooh. that I probably need carbohydrates, even though I may have PCOS. So I will focus on eating enough carbs and fat and reduce my intake of proteins. I'm not really paleo, but I do not eat processed foods, uh, eat vegetables, fish, meat, fruits. But I also eat chickpeas, nuts, seeds, soaked oatmeal, and dairy products such as cottage cheese. Do you recommend cutting back on dairy? And I have also tried, I don't know what this is, Agnes Cactus and Vitex for the last four months. But I see that you do not recommend this for type 2 PCOS. Is this not? Okay. Is this because it may downregulate the production of LH and FSH? I've heard Vitex may help increase progesterone levels. Um, she sa says she takes vitamin D. Norwegian reindeer liver capsules. Yo. Yo. That's legit. That's awesome. Omega-3. <laughs> Folate. I want reindeer liver. Thank you so much um, for all your inspiration. Sincerely, Julie. She has one-upped all of us with the reindeer liver. Go, girl. I'm going to have to look into that. I that know. sounds cool. Yeah. Um, these are all really great questions uh really great questions not sure where to start i'll go in order i guess are all kinds of stress harmful yep <laughs> yep i'm pretty sure um i mean it varies obviously you know it varies based on the intensity i don't know if you're talking about like physical versus mental stress you know what what are the different kinds of stress that you're talking i think those are the two main ones and then there are subcategories of each of those uh but by and large like i talk about in pcos unlocked i'm a firm believer and this is backed up by like science on both humans and monkeys uh that psychological stress really really does it you know it's really problematic um in studies again on monkeys it's been demonstrated that monkeys that eat the exact same diet sleep the same amount um if they're at the higher end of the social hierarchy which means you know generally speaking they're like happier more dominant um in the society they menstruate regularly and they're more fertile than the monkeys at the lower end of the hierarchy and again they eat the exact same stuff right so the hypothesis and um which is so what confirmed by hormonal testing within these monkeys is that their stress hormones are elevated when they're at the bottom of the ladder and their sex hormone levels are um, skewed. They're irregular. They have irregular menstrual cycles. That's really important to bear in mind, you know, when we're talking about things like PCOS. And so I absolutely think it's a good idea to not stress about stress. I know that you might get easily stressed out, but there's no point in heaping stuff on top of it you know take like a very calm slow methodical approach have a ton of patience like just the answer for me for my health problems is just like keep thinking and have patience you know those those are my those are my two rules because I'm always looking for solutions you know i um, reading programs like PCOS Unlocked if that's your problem um and thinking deeply about what my body needs and having patience as I sort of try to uh, close the gap between the information that I find and what's going on in my body, you know, what my body needs, sort of figure out how to make those two things meet, how to use the information to help my body. Um, 
just be patient about it. You know, you got to accept that it's a part of your journey. You've already come so far, you know, working with therapists and overcoming the PTSD. That's wonderful. Um, and I totally also really understand being naturally anxious. But with practices that you can work on with your therapist and with a lot of patience for yourself, you know, and working on acceptance for how long these types of things, including the mental stressors, can take to heal from, um, that can sort of reduce the stress that you have about stress. Um, two, is it possible to lose weight in a healthy manner? Yes. For instance, by a 300 calorie def deficiency combined with only yoga. Yes, it is possible. I do... <laughs> We're doing a lot of plugging today. I do have a program <laughs> called Weight Loss Unlocked. In, <laughs> I have an unlocked theme, if you all haven't noticed yet. Uh, <laughs> there will soon be a lock on the cover of the program. Um, <laughs> and in that, I, you know, I talk about weight loss that is healthy psychologically and physically. You know, I'm, I'm about that. I think that's okay. Um, I understand that it can be a little bit disorienting to gain weight as a side effect of a medication you're taking because you're, you might not understand why at first you might be confused. You're wondering if there are under other symptoms going on, underlying problems. I totally get that. Um, I think probably, however, the best thing for you would be to not focus on that right now, maybe down the line, you know, let that be a part of, of what you're doing. But if your goal is to be fertile and your goal is to get your hormones back on track, I would not prioritize weight loss. Um, so don't buy weight loss unlocked <laughs> yet <laughs> um, or ever. I would focus mostly on, you know, on the stress piece and, and that could help you too. And again, I do think it's possible, but I think the mere mental practice of trying to do that is in itself you know, a, a problem for stress, even if it doesn't feel like it, that's just, it's a mental thing that you have to carry with you and manage and, and therefore worry about. And so I would just sort of try to relax into that. And again, have patience. Um, three, do you recommend cutting back on dairy? Um, I am wondering why, um, if your aim is to further balance your hormones, I would actually say you probably don't have to. Um, given that your PCOS is not, it seems to not be what I talked about earlier is type 1 PCOS, which is type 1 PCOS, which is related to insulin resistance and gut issues. You know, for that, I would say, yeah, probably cut out the dairy. It seems more like your PCOS is related to stress, type 2. And for that, I would encourage, like, eating. You know, I... Again, I, I don't know if you deal with other symptoms or maybe you do have a gut thing that needs to be addressed, but it doesn't seem like it, you know, so I wouldn't prioritize cutting things out at this point. I would prioritize including as many things as possible. Um, so I'm cool about that and the fermented stuff, especially, you know, I think that's great. Um, Agnes Castus or Vitex or Chasteberry, they have, it has many different names. Um, the only reason I do not recommend it or other herbs um, often for PCOS, I do talk about them a bit in the manual, but I don't make any specific recommendations. It's simply that, you know, there's not good data on them. You know, there's a lot of hypotheses, some Chinese medicine use there. Um, and so I'm very wary of it, you know, especially for women who have sensitive hormone systems. Uh, it may, yes, be able to help uh, increase progesterone and or estrogen activity in your body. Um so I think it's worth a shot, you know, if you want to. I don't think it's a good long-term fix. I think the important long-term fix here is um, reducing stress, continuing to work with therapists and focus on, um, you know, accepting your body. You also talked about binge eating and, and that can come from a lot of places, but it can also come from, you know, worry about your body size. It's a, it's a really big motivating factor in sort of the binge and restrict cycle that we often fall into when we're concerned about the size of our bodies. I think in our most recent podcast, we talked about this. Um, so if you want to jump back to 136, uh, you can listen to some more um, pontificating about that. Um, in terms of your other supplements, I think you're doing great. Vitamin D, I think, is really important for healthy estrogen production. Norwegian reindeer liver is probably super great. Um, Noelle and I were just impressed uh, by its 
a novelty, but I'm sure that it's also high quality. Um, Silly Marin is interesting. Another name for it is milk thistle. Uh, it is supposed to help the liver, but it also is a phytoestrogen. So this may help increase estrogen activity in the body, but again, it's a little bit of an artificial fix. Um, I do talk about it in the manual. I'm not 100% sure what I say about it right now in the manual. I don't, it's not coming to me. But as of today, my opinion is like, yeah, go ahead and try it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't lean on it forever, you know, and always be aware of the fact that when you take phytoestrogenic supplements, it will upregulate estrogenic activity in some tissues, but not in others. And so if there are, you know, particular things you're trying to do, like increase the quality of your um, the strength of your bones or the quality of your skin or your libido, what have you, could be good for some and not for others. Could be worse for the skin if you have acne. I do not necessarily recommend um, phytoestrogenic supplements. So uh, there is that. I got to the end of the questions. <laughs> I like to take a crack. Oh my God, I talked for so long. That's so what? I just, at, I just looked at the clock. I just looked at the clock. That's Sorry, fair. y'all. It's all good. Um, okay. The only thing I would add to is probably just to heighten or harp on one of the things that Stephanie said, which it seems like there's something more going on here that's an underlying root cause of all of, you know, that's causing a lot of the stress. And it may be, um, you know, worrying about body size, thinking that you need to get down to a specific weight or range in order to be worthy and accepted and loved or to be um, confident in yourself. And so I think that maybe exploring that of course we've again we talk about this a, a lot on the podcast so I, I recommend going and listening to the two specific ones that we did on body image i'll link to that in the show notes but re unraveling some of these i don't know really deep-seated beliefs that cause us to manifest a lot of these just behaviors that are so hard to break um Obviously, it's been affecting you for a very long time, and I'm so happy that you're seeing therapists and you're kind of working through that. But I do think that personally for you, it's probably going to take a little bit more work to unravel a lot of those deep-seated beliefs, which is I need to be this number. Or I, I I can't be happy until I become, you know, this weight and I'm unhealthy because I'm not this weight. Um, you know, you can be incredibly healthy and strong and capable and worthy right now. And so you don't have to become something else to be that. Um, so I would kind of recommend right now for you dropping any sort of goal, any sort of calorie restriction in general, because calorie restriction is always going to lead, especially uh, for people who have a history of it, is always going to lead to um, eating the foods you're trying to restrict, out of control eating, binging, that sort of thing. And so I would really recommend dropping the calorie restriction altogether, dropping the dieting mentality, dropping the mentality that you need to lose these 20 pounds in order to be you know, healthy or whatever, or that the 20 pounds weren't necessary. It sounds like your doctor did recommend to you not to lose any more weight. So um, you know, I, it's not necessary to lose those 20 pounds. And I do think that weight gain can be a sign of um, the body more of like a symptom of a disease state in the body. And so what I would rather you focus on is really just reducing, reducing, reducing stress. Easier said than done. But let me tell you, if you stop this sort of mental banter that constantly, you know, goes round and round and round, um, when we are focused entirely on looks and losing weight and trying to drop weight and trying to restrict calories, that's going to relieve a lot of stress from you. And so maybe kind of ditch that um, or consider ditching that and really just focus on stress reduction, taking care of yourself, eating enough nutrients, eating enough calories, making sure that your body is fed and it doesn't need to be holding on to weight or holding on, you know, your metabolism isn't downregulating in any sort of way. Um, for you right now, all kinds of stress are probably harmful. Um, for a healthy individual, stress is is a, can be a good thing. It, it helps our body, you know, exercises stress in appropriate doses, and then um, our body recovers from it and becomes stronger. Um, but when you're in a chronically stressed out state, any sort of stress causes more harm. And so, yeah, I think for you right now, any kind of stress is going to be harmful, including including mental and emotional stress, which is what Stephanie and I have talked about so often, um, which is, you know, we kind of forget about this whole mental and emotional piece and we're like let's just you know do everything we need to do to uh, be quote-unquote healthy physically and we totally forget about the mental and emotional piece of it and that 
can cause stress in the exact same way that that any physical stress can so yeah that's all i got to say um anything else to add steffi nope wonderful i think the banging stopped did it stop yeah like a half hour ago wow fantastic for more from us you can go find stephanie at paleoforwomen.com find me at coconutsandkettlebells.com find us on insta at paleo women podcast and you can send your questions and car seat help for me paleo women podcast at gmail.com we will talk to you next week